Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. guys, you're listening to the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast and I'm your host, Mithila Mehta. And my name is Kunal Shah and the Inside Line F1 podcast started way back in the middle of 2011 and we talk all things Formula 1. Crucially, guys, we offer alternate views and humor on Formula 1 every single week. And guys, remember, we are available everywhere on the internet. So remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, on Audioboom, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Just go find us, right? So Mithila, in this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, firstly, a very stupid debate that's been going on. What decade of Formula One is this? And I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. But because this is, you know, no longer the New Year, because we're like a little bit into January. And because we're the Inside Line Formula One podcast, we're going to do it differently. Guys, we're going to talk about unresolutions for 2020. And then like every week, we will have some news uh, that we will, you know, discuss at the end of the episode and offer our alternate views on those news. So... Uh, let's get started. You know, when I asked what decade is this, there's been a big discussion because Formula One announced that this is the 70th year of Formula One, uh, you know, 2020, that is, and they are, they released new logos and so on and so forth, right? But ironically, just the 2019 British Grand Prix last year was also the 70th British Grand Prix as a world championship race. So basically, they can't make up their mind if they're turning 70 in 2019 or 2020. Yeah. Kunal, they sound like a lot of old people I know who can't remember how old they are. <laughs> you know, I, I, the question actually is, how and what do you use to count a decade? Is it 2010 till 2019? Or is it 2011 till, say, 2020? What, what do you, what's your take? No, I'm going to say that 2020 still counts as the previous decade. Okay, so the new decade will then start from 2021, Yes, we have a new decade, new regulations. It's all happening here with Formula One. So depending how you actually count the decade, here's something interesting for all Kimi Raikkonen fans, including you, Mithila. Thank you, thank you. Right, so Kimi Raikkonen would be probably the only driver to have driven over four decades, right? So he he did his first test uh, in, uh, in 2000 for Sauber. So if he makes it to driving in 2021, he would have driven across four decades that of Formula One. That is incredible. I think that's some record in this. Four itself. decades of the Iceman. And, you know, I really hope he never stops and racing. And we still can't get enough. <laughs> I uh, And yes, guys, uh, I think this whole decade topic is pretty much never ending because Formula One is very conveniently shifting it to suit their marketing purposes. Uh, but something interesting that we're now going to talk about is, guys... 
the resolutions for 2020. I know a lot of you have probably made like New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, especially because it's 2020. Uh, and a lot of you would have already broken your yeah, New Year's resolution. Go to the gym, eat more vegetables, you know, sleep Listen more, to more of less. the Inside Line F1 podcast. Yeah, that, that, Whose that's resolution is not that? <laughs> But guys, we're the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And you know, we always like to see things a little bit differently. So we thought to ourselves, instead of talking about, you know, the boring New Year's resolutions that the F1 drivers could do, why not uh, flip it about a little bit? And let's talk about their unresolutions for 2020. Basically, guys, we're going to talk about all those badass and terrible things that they shouldn't be doing, but they are doing in 2020. And will continue doing in oh, 2020. Oh yeah, how we love right? them. <laughs> okay, let's get going with the list because I have I have sort of pre-prepared my list just to get a head start on Mithila, right? So I'm going to go first, Kunal. Uh, Lance Stroll. I think his unresolution for 2020 is that he will not bother about Q1 eliminations. You know, so many of us have been like going completely uh, bonkers about how terrible his record in Q1 uh, has been in 2019. So, so much so that Racing Point actually had to release an explanation as to why Lance Stroll struggled in qualifying. Oh, and, yeah. We've, we've and and he, he blamed everything but himself. Exactly. So what if Lance Stroll's resolution or his unresolution is that he's not going to bother about Q1 anymore because you know what? He can't do it. And instead, he's going to use those 40-odd extra minutes on Saturday to prepare better for Sunday because that is when the points are scored. Or so that's what they will say, right? Exactly. <laughs> and even better, what if his unresolution means that he could at least have one record in Formula 1? That is... Maximum Q1 eliminations of all time. Well, you know, if my father's anyway paying billions for me to stay in Formula 1, I might as well try and get a record to my name and get my family name in the record books. But, you know, there are a couple of other records Lance Stroll could be targeting. He could end up targeting maximum races for a driver in Formula 1, you know, given how young he is and how he's racing for his father's team. And I don't even think we need to explain this point further. I, 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 but, I mean, it's true, right? Because he's in his early 20s and obviously he's going to race for as long as he wants in his father's team. So what, 12, 15, 18 years? I don't know. Into 22, 25 races every single year? That's literally Lance Stroll strolling his way into the record books. <laughs> and Kunal, I wonder if he's going to be able to beat Kimi Raikkonen's record of four decades. I, I, I hope not, because that, <laughs> that would be terrible for all of us. But anyway, jokes aside, all I hope is that even if Lance goes and makes any record by itself, I hope he's doing it while racing and not by just strolling on the racetracks, because that's what he does in qualifying, right? But uh, some of the other records that I just thought that he could actually have on his name as well. So maximum races for a driver in Formula One with the same team. Right. Then he could also go with maximum races for a driver in Formula One with the same engine manufacturer. Because back back in his time with Williams, he was still Mercedes powered. And ah, that's a good point. In Racing Point, he's Mercedes powered. But enough of airtime to Lance Stroll. Time to move on. Okay, so my next unresolution for 2020 comes for Romain Grosjean. Uh, so guys, this is a fact. Romain Grosjean said on record that he wants Formula One to remain complicated. Okay, we are not making this up. Uh, so Kunal, I propose that his unresolution, not just as a Formula One driver, but also because he is the representative of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. Uh, so his unresolution is to keep the sport as complicated as possible. Ask me why. 
Why? So that's because we don't figure out why he's spinning so much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as Haas doesn't figure out why he's spinning so much, you know, but to be honest, Haas is so busy figuring their issues with their car. They're, they're like, you know, why Roman is spinning is probably left for later. For now, let's just try and figure our car out. And, you know, you're right. By keeping Formula 1 difficult... Roman will just keep himself relevant at Haas. He keeps his seat at Haas. Yeah, and that's something that a lot of us do in our corporate jobs as well. So, okay, who's next? Okay, so since we're talking about Haas, we got to talk about Gunther Steiner. And Gunther Steiner's unresolution is to not convince Gene Haas to stay invested in Formula One. And this is also a fact. And this is exactly why you should listen to the Inside Line F1 podcast every week. <laughs> yes. our, our research. Among many other reasons. Uh, so anyway, Steiner said that he is not going to go out there and convince Gene Haas, nor is he going to give him, you know, false hope or false numbers. And that Gene Haas just needs to make up his own mind. You know, and this is exactly where my mind is going a little bonkers because... Uh, this is where, for me, the Stein-Grosjean mystery deepens. You know, we all came up with very funny reasons as to why Gunther Steiner wasn't letting go of Roman Grosjean at a time when probably everyone would have let go of him, right? Because we all know that Roman's probably stayed two or maybe even three seasons longer than what anyone expected him to stay in Formula 1, right? So... Steiner is actually happy to convince Gene Haas to keep Roman Grosjean. And he keeps doing that every season. Uh, but he is actually not going to convince Gene Haas to stay in Formula 1. This is So he's basically happy as, to let Romain Grosjean keep his job, but he doesn't want to fight for his own job. <laughs> that is exactly what know, it is. Th- this is why Haas <laughs> wants Formula 1 to remain complicated. It's a very convoluted situation Anyway, here. on to the next person on our Unresolutions 2020 list. And that person is Lando Norris. And guys, we have to admit Lando Norris is like the original inspiration behind our Unresolutions list list. And here's why. Because his unresolution for 2020 is that he wants to be less funny next season. Yes, I cannot believe it. I don't Uh, think we should endorse his No, guys, the Inside Line Formula One podcast absolutely does not endorse this. Yeah, but you know, I actually want to ask this question to you and to all our listeners. So from the young guns of Formula One, Charles Leclerc and now Max Verstappen, they are both signed up, right? And I really wonder if Lando Norris would be the next young driver who land a longer-term contract in Formula 1. And this is where my mind goes back to all the rumors between Norris and Mercedes and, you know, uh, that, that came up a couple of weeks and months ago. So, you you know, we never know because uh, George Russell is still at Williams and unproven in, in, in his very limited options that he's had. Uh, Esteban Ocon has left for Renault. So I don't know if, you know, Mercedes's option for a long-term driver, a junior driver or a young driver could be Lando Norris. Yeah, that's a really, really You heard it first on the Inside Line F1 podcast. And I really think we should discuss that further. So let's say after we finish the unresolutions, we're going to come back and talk about uh, long-term contracts and how they're pretty much the flavor of the season. And how the silly season is actually the biggest loser in the Leclerc with Stappen longer contracts that have literally been announced over the last 10 days. Awesome, guys. Stay tuned for that. But uh, continuing with our unresolutions. So, uh, Liberty Media's unresolution for 2020. Guys, obviously, 
it's to overwork everyone in formula 1 because it's like uh, all these rumors of them lining up to host new f1 races i have heard about panama city i've heard about saudi arabia and what we're just a few days into 2020 yeah and 2020 is going to have 22 races we're not sure how many yet in 2021 the outer limit is 25 races for now for please now. remember <laughs> but the interesting part is that liberty media actually was showing interest in indycar as well they literally backed out of bidding for indycar rights or indycar ownership you know at the last minute and that's what's been reported and i don't know if liberty media should actually just change the name to liberty motorsport you know given how they are <laughs> just going and owning motorsport series time and again but The key insight that came out of these whole conversations and our research is that IndyCar was pegged at a two hundred and fifty million dollar price tag, and to me, that's very expensive for a racing series that almost just races in the U.S. of A. Right? Sorry, Hendrik. We know you love the the IndyCar a lot, but the truth is, it's a little overpriced. So smart of Liberty Motorsport to let go of it. Great, uh, Ferrari. Let's talk about Ferrari and their unresolution for twenty twenty. Um, so this is this is actual uh, like news. Uh, after five years of Ferrari and Vettel being together, Ferrari has finally gone ahead and said that they're going to develop the twenty twenty car in line with Vettel's driving style. So Kunal, obviously, the unresolution for twenty twenty is to let Charles Leclerc suffer. because you know that's what builds character right and after all every great uh, great driver's journey at ferrari has been marked by struggle initially <laughs> uh, schumacher alonso vettel raikkonen and, and now it's leclerc you know it's a rite of passage a coming of age if you will just when they actually announced a charles leclerc extension for 5 long years a couple of days later they went and announced uh, you know that there's going to be a shift in design philosophy uh, and you know it's going to be tilting towards sebastian vettel's driving style and you know the 2020 car will be more in line with what vettel expects although it seems like he's a driver who's adapting very well to whatever car is given to him and sort of drives around it so you know let's just see how the whole ferrari story unfolds in 2020 to me that's going to be the big blockbuster headline oh yeah uh, by the way kunal i think ferrari should have one more unresolution and are you really just saying the one more and an extra resolution because of ferrari's historic bonuses <laughs> because i thought it's just one per team or one per driver in fact i didn't even know you had so many ready yeah no i'm i'm giving ferrari an extra one because i had a pretty uh, i would say controversial and out there one for them so i think ferrari's unresolution if they really want to play you know in the spirit of these unresolutions uh, would be to take a leaf out of red bull racing's book and uh, ruthlessly demote sebastian vettel for performances unworthy of formula 1 and ferrari and vettel you know for those of you wondering including me <laughs> you know where could actually ferrari demote sebastian vettel because they don't have a red bull style you know team ownership in formula 1 but you know this is where i also remember that leclerc and raikkonen swapped you know alfa romeo and ferrari uh, you know just at the start of 2019 Ferrari doesn't own them directly but you know guys you guys know what i mean when an alfa romeo is also a part of the ferrari uh, brand uh, the the and stables so exactly yeah <laughs> and you know frederick vassior he sorry he said that kimi raikkonen can race for as long as he wants with alfa romeo 
just because he's Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, and in fact, Chase Carey said that he hopes Lewis Hamilton doesn't ever stop racing in Formula One. Yeah, I think the unresolutions for the Minos are really easy because it's so easy to pick on them. Let me see if you actually have one for Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> okay, wait, I got one. So Lewis Hamilton's unresolution will be to retire at the end of 2020 with seven world championships. Just because Michael Schumacher's record isn't meant to be broken. You know, some things are sacred. You don't go after them. This is where the Lewis Hamilton fans of our show are going to leave the podcast. But guys, guys this but, is... <laughs> come back. Yeah, it's just a funny thing. Uh, it's an alternate uh, view. It's an late. unresolution. We already lost him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think if Lewis Hamilton leaves Formula 1, he's probably going to give a reason. Like, guys, there's too much carbon footprint, too much air pollution and whatever noise pollution we contribute to. I'm going to now work to be Captain Planet to, you know, to save the world and, and so on and so forth. Much like we probably think that he would go for a music career. But I think there's... His, he can do so much more as Captain Planet. Yeah. By the way, uh, since we're talking about Mercedes, I think Toro Wolf's unresolution would be to finally accept that Mercedes is the best team on the grid and they are the team to beat in 2020. It, as they have been every six, uh, season in the past, though Wolf never admitted Yeah. It. In fact, I'm going to bring in uh, Lewis Hamilton back because... Uh, you know, it's Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton. And I always like to say that, that where there's a ham, there'll always be a wolf to eat it, you know. But <laughs> to, in my view, Lewis Hamilton's unresolution would be to finally accept that his tyres are good enough. And to finally trust his team's tyre strategy. I don't think he's ever going to do that. He will retire as the driver with the maximum number of radio messages questioning his team's strategy. That's yeah. what's going to happen. But, you know, honestly, Kunal, I wanted to speak a little bit more about Toto Wolf. Uh, because, you know, until now, and literally before every race, he's gone and made this statement that most of us have heard, like, uh, you know, on autoplay, that Ferrari, they're faster, or Red Bull, they're stronger. And he has never acknowledged that Mercedes actually have and have had the advantage. In fact, I just remembered a, a very recent press statement from Toto Wolf. He said that Mercedes' advantage could finally disappear in 2021. Now, while we wait to see if that actually happens, here's a fact that uh, is actually going to change in 2020. And it's going to change to a very slight extent, almost no life changing moment. But Mercedes are going to have a very slight small change in their team name. So they're going to be uh, called Mercedes AMG Petronas Formula One team. And for all of uh, you guys wondering what they were called in 2019, they were called Mercedes-AMG Petronas Motorsport. Wow. But you know, it's funny. Uh, Mercedes have actually tweaked their team name a little bit every single season. You know, dropping one word, adding another. It's you know, been now, thing. now this is where I think Ferrari have understood why Mercedes have been dominating for so many years in the hybrid turbo era, right? And it comes from the fact that they've changed their team names every single season, right? So much so that Ferrari probably took inspiration from that and said, you know what, we're going to change our name every few races. And that's what they <laughs> did with this whole mission win now. It was anybody's guess if they would actually have it in the team name or not. So That's true. Yeah, I hope they don't really follow this in 2020 as well. <laughs> because 
I think we we need to have more and different content for more jokes on Ferrari. So guys, <laughs> please deliver that to us. Yes. Okay, Kunal, that's the end of my uh, unresolution list. Actually, I can go on and on though because it's so much fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the last one. Okay. Right. So Flavio Briatore, here's one unresolution for the original fixer of Formula One. He actually said that he doesn't want to return to Formula One in the future as a team boss. And that he actually said no to two teams on the grid in the recent past. Yeah, you know, frankly, just like how Liberty Media is trying to get Fernando Alonso a seat in Formula One, Kunal, I really hope that they're working hard to ensure that no team hires Flavio Briatore, given just how much he's damaged the sport's reputation in the past. Absolutely, right? So that's the end of our unresolutions list. I had one contribution and Mithila, like always, had plenty more. But if you guys have any unresolutions uh, that you'd like to share with us, drop us a message uh, via our Facebook page. It's the Inside Line F1 podcast on Facebook. But now it's time to move on. And I would like to talk about the biggest loser of 2020 already. And that's the silly season. Charles Leclerc has moved uh, and he's, you know, extended, uh, you know, his uh, time with Ferrari for five years. Max Verstappen did that a couple of days ago. And he's extended his time with Red Bull Racing Honda for the next four years. And this is where I remember Christian Horner, because he said that everyone's going to just pick up the same pieces they have in 2020. And that the silly season is not going to be that interesting. And Kunal, this also means in a way that the silly season for the years to come is going to be compromised, right? Because they both have four and five year contracts. Yeah, I mean, let's see what actually happens with Sebastian Vettel, because that's going to be the main mover in the driver's market. Like we know, he's got time till May to sort of his future with Ferrari. But you know, Forget all the older drivers, because I'm really excited by what we've been seeing with the young drivers, because a few seasons ago, everyone was like, oh my God, you know, Formula One's hiring all these young drivers, and then the FIA stepped in and added a minimum age to get into Formula One. But now two of the biggest Formula One teams aiming for world championships have sort of invested and rested their beliefs in two of the youngest, brightest talents of recent times. I really wonder how Hamilton feels about all this. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Kunal, it's really interesting because uh, everyone's been widely touting Max Verstappen as the next big thing in Formula One. Uh, And I think Ferrari, um, you know, confirming Charles Leclerc for the more than immediate future is also a huge vote of confidence. Um, Yeah, I mean... He hasn't been around that long. Neither of them have been around that long. And, you know, we've been hearing news like... Verstappen's getting a 40 million euro pay a year and Red Bull and Honda are splitting the pay. And, you know, all of this doesn't surprise me because recently Honda made statements that compared uh, Verstappen to Senna and and so on, right? And we've uh, actually asked this question, uh, you know, not too many uh, weeks ago on, on our podcast that which team will Max Verstappen earn his greatness in Formula One with? And at the moment, he believes that Red Bull Racing and Honda is where he could go. But the truth is, that he had no other option. Uh, Kunal, I remember you mentioning like some time ago about Max Verstappen's chances at McLaren. You know, honestly, I, I thought that could be a possibility. But again, it's it's a dive into the future when McLaren would have Mercedes engines next year and if they would do well and so on. But, you know, that would mean that Max would sort of be racing around for the next two or three years waiting for McLaren to sort of become a contender for the championships right so I sort of understand why he realizes that sticking around with Red Bull is his only and his best chance 
for a world championship assault in the near future. That's really true. And Kunal, hopefully this also means that Honda is committed and looking, you know, uh, at being in Formula 1 for the longer term. So that is great. Right. So up next are news that we will actually uh, discuss uh, from the last few days uh, from the world of Formula 1. And I really want to discuss something from the world of motorsport, the Dakar rally, which is currently going on. Fernando Alonso is having a lot of fun. He's doing actually pretty well at least in the stages, not maybe in the overall classification as we record this episode. He's uh, hitting a lot of stones and rocks and overall he's just doing what he wants to do, which is enjoy himself. And hats off to Carlos Sainz Sr. Uh, guys, he's 57 years old, but he's absolutely in his element. I mean, I was amazed and impressed and it's incredible. Right. And talking of Fernando Alonso, Felipe Massa has said that he wants Fernando Alonso to race in Formula E and he's been saying this time and again. You know, but I really question just for how much longer will Felipe Massa race in Formula E because ever since he's joined the series, he's sort of not had the form or the results or the performances that anyone would have expected from a driver of Felipe's stature. So I really hope that Massa is going to be around till such time Fernando decides on what to do with a future in Formula E, right? Um Talking of, you know, uh, Massa and Alonso, I'm of course remembered of their time with Ferrari as well. And uh, I was reading uh, some interviews of, uh, you know, Mattia Binotto. And that's when I started wondering what sort of phone technology does Mattia Binotto have, right? Because uh, after the whole Brazil clash, you know, Mattia sort of tried to explain what happened. And he said that both Charles and Seb called me together and, uh, you know, when I saw my phone ring, I saw both their names display on the screen together. And I don't know which phone actually allows you to do that at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> it could be that there was one driver who called and the other one was on call wait. And, you know, then you merge the call like you do all the time. Yeah. But this to me is Ferrari's first mystery of 2020. How did Mattia Binotto have two names appear on his phone screen at the same time? Also, how the hell did Sebastian Vettel know how to do a three-way conference call? <laughs> I think that's pretty technologically advanced. You would have probably just told Charles, yeah, I think I just do you what you millennial. need to do. <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, Renault and Cyril Abitabul. So he said that no team is as focused on 2021 as Renault. And uh, that Renault won't be content with uh, midfield supremacy anymore. I, I wonder if, you know, his 2021 comments are already an excuse that he will use for 2020 because they will need a list of excuses. Maybe that's what we should do one episode. A list of excuses for Renault to underperform a ready in reference. 2020. <laughs> yeah, and all they need to do is just keep listening at different intervals <laughs> and keep citing those excuses. Honestly, I really hope Renault does well because they have two really strong drivers. They've already cost us Nico Hulkenberg, but I really hope they don't cost us Daniel Ricciardo or Esteban Ocon. Uh, but the strange thing is that Abitable also said that they want a young driver of the Renault Academy to graduate to Formula One in 2021. And I assume he says this because all of the other bigger teams, manufacturer teams, have young drivers, right? And uh, at the same time, I really wonder which current driver is going to leave in 2021. That means after one year. Will it be Daniel Ricciardo who could probably go off to Ferrari and maybe that's what Cyril's hinting at? Or could it actually be Ocon who could leave Renault and go off to Mercedes? 
Sure, Kunal. I think that's a question only time can answer for us. And guys, that brings us to the end of our first podcast for 2020. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it, actually, because it's going to set the tone for all the remaining podcasts for us this season and this decade. 49 to go. That's the benchmark. <laughs> Yes. But thank you so much for listening in guys. And uh, we'll be back next week with lots of more humor and fun awesome views on Formula 1. And if you guys have specific topics you'd like for us to discuss in the off season, just reach out to us and we'll try our best. That's it for now. Adios. Adios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Ah,、uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.